Welcome to the Why Wait Podcast. My name is Julie. My name is Beth, and we are your hosts. We are two sisters who love life coaching and are ready to ask you the question, why wait? Life is precious, and too many times we hold back, have fear or believe thoughts that leave us waiting. We understand we've been there. Join us as we help you progress and find personal fulfillment through knowledge as we teach you tools that will enable you to love yourself more fully and improve your own life. No more waiting. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Thank you for jumping on with Julie and I today to the Why Wait podcast. I'm Beth. I'm Julie. (laughs) And uh, we are life coaches, and we're glad that you found us. Uh, We wanted to spend a little bit of time today. Julie and I were working on some of our, our coaching retreat that's coming up, our life coaching retreat that we're doing. And it was really funny because she brought up about emotions and an emotion will. And I literally flipped through two pages on my little easel and grabbed it. And we had the exact same thing. And so we thought it would be really informative and fun to do a podcast with you about feelings, emotions. And uh, Julie, right before we got on, Julie, conceal, don't feel from frozen. Um, we don't want you to conceal, don't feel. <laughs> we want, we you, want to you to feel and not conceal. <laughs> yes. So we have this wheels. Um, Gloria Wilcox in the 80s, early 80s. There are how many? Seven? Seven. Yeah, that we found. There are seven different wheels. The one that we're coming off of is uh, one from Gloria Wilcox, where it has seven um, emotions, but the fan, the chart, the circle spans out into many more explainable emotions that go from. So I'll, first of all, I'll just quickly list them. The seven emotions on this chart, on the center of the chart in the middle in the target area is bad fearful, angry, disgusted, sad, happy, and surprised. So, so sometimes just an example, I'll get up and say, kids, I'm so angry with you. Well, if you fan out from that center target, you're going to have to explain anger. It might be that you feel frustrated. You feel distant. You feel critical. You feel bitter. You feel humiliated. You feel violated. You feel furious. You feel hostile. So this awesome um, feeling will allows you to expand your feelings into more than just one word of description and letting your body kind of run with that. Mm. So Julie, jump in there and share some of your thoughts about it. Yeah. So, um, what, one of my theories is that we are never quite taught how to feel emotion. We are taught to cry or not cry or, um, kind of how to feel better, but we're not really taught how to spend time in understanding what's going on. And so we tend to just conceal it. We're like, oh, we're mad. And then we just cry, get angry. Stuff it. Yeah. Stuff it. Or we're scared about something, but we don't want to admit we're scared. So we just stuff it or happiness is a lot easier. Um, but putting it under one big umbrella we tend to want to seek for that happiness all the time when there's a lot of other emotions that we're actually needing, but because we don't understand what that is, we just want to be happy. But sometimes we want to be at peace. We want to be accepted. We want to be 
content, free, joyful. And so just being like, I just want to be happy. All right. Well, what does that look like to you? And so the more fine-tuned you can get in that, in those words, it's just a better way for you to get the result and to feel the feeling that you want to feel more often and to get out of the ones that you're not happy in, right? Our brain is constantly seeking for happiness. And so when, when it is angry, sad, mad, um, it quickly is like, ah, I just feel happy. Quick, go here, go here. But unless you spend time understanding where it's coming from, it's harder to get to harder and harder and harder, the more you stuff them. Um, yeah. And we notice, um, you know, when we're working with women as a life coach, you're, you're really more of a professional listener. <laughs> and a lot of times in order to really understand where the core belief or the core emotion or the, um, I can't think of the word right now, but where, instead of band-aiding it, we'll say, like Julie mentioned, like if you're, if you're feeling scared, can you tell me what that means? Like, what does scared, what, what is that emotion? Yeah. Like, are you feeling helpless? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling worried? Are you frightened? Like, what does scared mean? Can you explain it to us more so we can understand it in the context of your health or the context of your relationships or the right. context it's of? Yes. And so if she's asking me like, Hey, I'm, um, I'm not feeling good and I'm super scared. So she'd say, okay, what does scared mean? What are you scared of? And I'd be like, uh, I don't know. I'm scared that I'm going to get a bad diagnosis. Okay. So let's say you have cancer. What's, what scares you about that? Um, that I'm not going to feel good. Okay. You just kind of break it down piece by piece. And if I'm scared, I'm not going to feel good. Well, it's okay not to feel good. So what then? Well, I would probably be most scared. I wouldn't be able to take care of my children. Okay. Then the next level of that is, um, so that know, would helpless. Like I'm feeling helpless mm -hmm. and that my kids wouldn't be able to take care of it. And the root cause of that was probably that you're going to die. Right. And all of that comes out under I'm scared. All right. Well, and so when you can spell it out with your brain, it tends to calm the anxiety. It tends to help you pinpoint where the actual feeling is coming from and be able to get leverage over it versus just spending time in that core emotion of like, ah, I just feel bad. All right. Okay. What, what does that mean? So we're going to put so, a link to this on. So, you know, like if you're listening to us and you're like, what are they talking about? You can go right now to our website, um, click on the link and, and have it in front of you as you listen. And so that you can kind of get a better understanding of what we're talking about, but it's a useful tool. I have it printed out. The reason I have it mostly is for my children to help teach them the emotions. Cause so young we're taught, no, no, don't feel, don't cry. Just get over it. Be happy. And, and that comes from moms and people in our lives wanting to be happy as well. When someone else is hurting, we hurt. And so we want the other person to feel better as fast as possible so that we can feel better as fast as possible. And usually what happens is we learn coping mechanisms as we age through our teenage years and adulthood, where we use a crutch or we buffer with something so that we don't have to get to the root cause of why we feel how we feel. So I notice with myself when I'm feeling stressed and, um, I just am feeling like things are a little bit out of control. I like to buffer by going thrifting. And as soon as I get into the thrifting store, 
I completely can feel my body completely relax and I feel excited and happy. Mm -hmm. But when I step out of the store and I start driving home, the thoughts about what I was trying to run away from or use a crutch with or a buffer literally are creeping back up to me. And what am I going to do next to stuff it down? And a lot of so times the, we layer it, right? Like you went, you went to thrift to get rid of one emotion, but let's say you didn't really need the stuff or want the stuff or have the money. A lot of times we don't, then now we've got layered emotion on top of the first one, instead of just dealing with the first emotion. Now we've got like shame or remorse, or we're frustrated at ourselves now, instead of just dealing with it. Sorry, go ahead. Exactly. No, that's exactly right. So the wheel, the feeling wheel, um, there's, it has some great, uh, applications for you. You can carry it around. You could even laminate it in a smaller version. And when you're feeling something, yep. Save it on your phone, pull it out. And Um, here's what I explain it to is, um, like, especially to boys, let's be honest. This is like, Oh, geez. You want to talk about feelings? Like shoot me now. Um, but here's, and I, I might have shared this on a previous podcast, but when I have a son that, um, all emotion that comes towards him feels strong, whether it's happy, scared, sad. So any strong emotion, he immediately goes, I don't feel good because it comes into his body and his body is not used to yet, um, organizing it into categories or understanding it. And so it all kind of seems like harmful to him. I remember when he was really little and we'd, we'd try and surprise them like, Hey, we're going to Disneyland. And he'd be like, I'm going to throw up. And I was like, what? And then I would get frustrated. Like, are you freaking kidding me? We're going, uh, and here he is just like trying to process this emotion. So now he learns like, Oh, okay. I'm not supposed to feel that. Okay. I'll just keep it all in. Like, you know, and this is just his little body and the way he deals with things. And so, um, it's been helpful for him to help learn what these emotions are and where they're coming from and what, what it actually is going through his body. And so I like to use the analogy that like, if I'm home alone going about my day and someone knocks on my door, um, there's two ways. Someone knocks on my door. I open the door and I'm like, I don't know who they are. My body is going to alarm. Uh Oh, who is this person? Even before I answer the door, I might be like, I don't, I'm not expecting anybody who's here. Right. So it's already kind of worked up. And so I open the door and now I don't know this person. And let's say they just start talking. I'm going to be so confused. I'm not going to know who you are. I'm going to be kind of heightened. My brain's going to want to protect me. Um, and eventually maybe they get to the point that, oh, I'm a neighbor or I'm a salesperson or I'm this. And as soon as they tell me who they are, I'm going to kind of relax a little because I understand now what the situation is. Um, so let's say I'm home alone and someone just walks in my house. I'm going to have all sorts of feelings and emotions, right? Even if it's my friend or my child, if I'm not expecting it, I'm going to be alarmed. But if they walk in immediately are like, Hey, Julie, it's, it's Fran. I'm here. Da, da. I'm like, oh, okay. I know who they are. I know what they're doing here at my house. They're still and this emotion or this friend is still in my body or in my house, but I understand what's going on. And so if they come in, let's say it's a stranger, they knock on my door. Hi, I'm so-and-so. Can I come in and talk to you for a minute? And I even let them in. I know who they are. I know why they're here. I'm still more at peace because they have a name. They have a purpose. 
I might not like them in my house. I might not want to hear what they have to say, but my body's calmer. So same thing with emotions. Um, you hear some terrible news. A lot of emotions are going to come in at once. Fear, frustration, surprise. Um, and if I like, oh, and you start feeling all these things, your body's going to go through this process. And as soon as you can get to a point of like, Julie, this is fear. This is scared. This is sad. Your whole nervous system will drop a hundred points and you're able to process everything a little better. Right. And then if I'm good at looking at this chart, I can be like, okay, fear. If I'm looking at fear, scared, then it has two different rows. The first row is scared, anxious, insecure, weak, rejected, threatened. And that would be like, okay, if I just got terrible news, I'm more going to be um, scared or anxious. And from there, I've got helpless, frightened, overwhelmed, worried. And that's 100% on track, don't you think? With like, if someone just called and you've got some terrible news or some, uh. so now I'm like, okay, yeah, I am frightened, overwhelmed, worried, helpless. All right, let's feel this. Let's name it. Let's feel it. Let's just lean into it. And that allows your frontal cortex to come online and be there in your decision-making and in the processing of this emotion. Yeah. And Julie and I, cause we, we want to be able to be helpful in regards to what we put out as for the podcast. And so it's a tool that we've shared with you before, but we really feel like if you're alone and you don't have a coach or you're not with a therapist using the pause, pivot and proceed is really, really helpful. And so with the pause, you want to name that emotion. Like Julie said, when someone comes to your door, you don't know who, what, who they are, but then when they can name themselves, hi, I'm Jim. I'm from the electric company. You're able to name that emotion. Okay. okay hi, Jim. And then Julie, do you want to do the pivot? Yeah. So let's say <laughs> Jim comes in and he's going to tell you that um, they're going to cut your power for three days, <laughs> right? Uh, you're not going to be happy for three days. You're not going to be comfortable for three days. Um, but you're going to kind of know what to expect. So you're going to pause. Hi, Jim. And in that pivot, you've received that information or let's, let's use a better, like, um, analogy of, of a normal emotion. Let's say, um, a lesser one would be the school calls and your child is sick or they've done something wrong. Okay. Um, you're going to listen, like the school calls, my heart rate goes up immediately. Right. Like it just does. Like it just happened a little while ago and we were recording a podcast and I had to, I had to um, end it. And I quickly text my husband and I'm like, answer the phone call if they call. And then I looked at the message and it was for attendance. I'm like, Oh, duh. I have a child homesick today, but my brain reacted you guys. And I didn't, my, my thinking brain wasn't on to go, Oh, this is probably attendance. I haven't called in. So, um, let's say they call and they say, Hey, I've got, um, Caleb sick in the nurse nurse's office. I'm going to be like, all right, pause. I was worried. I'm going to be a little disappointed because I have to rearrange my day and go get him. And I'm worried about him. So I'm going to name the emotion, pivot, hang up the phone, decide what I want to do, go pick up the child. If I met work, I'm going to get someone else to pick up the child. And, um, Maybe I'm a little frustrated or whatever, and I process along my day. Now let's use a, a worse analogy. Okay. Husband calls 
Beth, let's say Matt just calls you and he says, honey, I've been fired. What type of pause pivot proceed does that look like? Well, that won't be happening. No, <laughs> just but let's just like it happens. <laughs> no, or, no, no. Meaning yeah. I won't function. I'll just yeah, yeah, yeah. drop. Yes, you will. <laughs> We're, this is perfect. Game time. No, no. Well, that's, that's the thing is when you're doing the pivot, you've got to lean into it. You've got mm -hmm. to figure out, I mean, cause just thinking about that, you're if you, if your spouse is working for a company that doesn't treat them kindly or is horrible to them, and you've known that things have been going on for a very long time, you know, you're able to make a pivot by thinking about it. Okay. Even though this is going to be hard for our family right now, I'm going to lean into this because it's going to relieve him of a lot of stress that he's bringing home and feelings that are causing him to feel less valued and less needed. So taking that little short pivot is even though he calls in your heart's racing and he says, I've been fired. You want to throw up. You don't know how you're going to make it processing it, leaning into it and thinking about the bigger picture helps you to feel differently. Yes. And that happens in that you're able to pause breath. and not just react yeah. the breath. The pivot is that time thinking and then the proceed. So you know, you might hang up from him and have your freak out and your, your pivot, your time. And then you're going to decide like, what do I want to be in this situation? Do I want to, if it's my child, do I want to show up at school mad because he's sick and, and, um, disrupted my day. Or do I want to show up and be like, I'm so sorry. You don't feel good. That must've been hard. That's the mom I want to be. Right. I want to be the wife that, um, my husband's going through this. And yes, we're both going through it he's going through it a little more. So do I want to show up as the worried, frantic, Supported. freaked out? This is all your fault wife or the, I love you. We're going to get through this together. Right. And so, yeah. um, but realizing like, I'm all these things right now. I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm fearful. I'm surprised. I'm just, and just diving in and naming those emotions. Naming I promise you, it sounds so dumb, but it works so much. When my kids freak out over the games they lost, we're playing card games and there's like so much disappointment and they cry and they're upset. And I look at them like, wow, look how far I've come. I'm sure I did that at one point, but like, those are the experiences we need to have when we're little. And was there anyone along the way that said to you, yeah, you feel bad right now. Don't you? That's okay doesn't mean anything about you. This is what we call disappointment. Yep. I'm gonna hold you while you cry and we're going to play again. Right. I don't just say, I'm never playing a game with you again. You're terrible. Well, that just taught that child, like, and we've all done that. I'm not shaming anybody that like that reaction was so bad that he probably shouldn't do that again because it, it caused a response from his parent that he didn't want. Right. So then they're like, Oh, okay. They pick up on that. Or um, someone was mean to them at school and they were mean back. And I can listen and teach them like, Oh yeah, that doesn't feel good. Does it? And just listen, like we're taught as coaches or, or shame them and, and, um, tell them they shouldn't do that. And they should be a better friend. So I just think listening, naming, lean in and decide who you want to be is powerful. You guys. And the last thing is proceeding. Mm -hmm. When you, when you have paused, named the emotion, <clears throat> um, pivoted, you've processed it, you're leaning into it. You're, you're getting deeper into what you're really feeling instead of just knowing Matt's lost his, he hasn't lost his job, but pretend 
<laughs> he's lost his job. I'm so afraid. Okay. Well, what are, what are you afraid of? Do you feel scared, anxious, insecure? Do you feel threatened? What is that feeling? And then you proceed. So you need to act. You need to make a decision and make a choice and how you're going to move forward with it. And realize that some, some pause pivots proceeds are going to happen in 10 seconds. And some are going to happen in 10 days, 10 weeks, 10 months, 10 years, where you constantly pause, pivot, breathe, proceed. And you're not to that end result yet, but, um, you're conscious, you're aware you're in the moment versus stuffing, 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 not realizing. And it just all comes blowing up, which feels worse. And remember the worst thing that can happen to you in life is a negative feeling. And, um, that's to me is power. It sounds so elementary and like, yeah, right. There's so much worse things, but when you break it down and realize that it really is, then it gives me power to realize like, okay, I can pretty much handle anything if I can handle a negative feeling. So the better I get at naming these pause pivot proceeding, the easier and the more, um, open life becomes because I'm not afraid to go experience anything because I can handle it. And, you know, just to wrap it up, I think not everyone, but a lot of times in life, because of our personalities or the environments we lived in, feelings were not necessarily comfortable for everybody and expressing them especially. And so it's great to go ahead and reevaluate yourself and the way you handle feelings and move forward for change. Cause change is good. It's not comfortable to change, but it's a good thing. So we really want you to go onto our website and, and get one of these, um, feeling wills and utilize it however you want to help yourself. You know, you could sit at night and go, what are some feelings I noticed I felt today? And you could pinpoint them out. Or you could sit and when your child's telling you, mom, I'm so, I'm so sad right now. You could just kind of pull that little wheel out and go, tell me, like, are you feeling when you say sad, you do feel vulnerable, despair? Like, it's just a great little tool that can help you understand a little bit more and, and, um, help yourself and your, your family. All right. Questions, comments, concerns, let us know. Um, and of course we always love it. If you leave us a review and share us with your friends and family, see you next week. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us today on our why wait podcast. If you want to share us with your family and friends, we would love it. The best way to do that is to leave us a review on iTunes or on any podcast platform that you are listening to us on. Also as our gift to you, we have free Friday coaching every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The link will be in the show notes and we would love to see you there. Have a great week.